All right, and welcome to the Lions Guide podcast, where we take on topics in performance and personal growth by exploring the success stories of our guests and the lessons they've learned. I interview other subject matter experts and also review books and other resources to help us all establish clarity, build courage, and lead the way. I'm your host, Dale Walls, founder of Lions Guide. And on this episode, I've got Mr. Frank Leo, Jeff Harris, and my lovely wife, Jody Walls, who all recently completed the Goggins Challenge in which we ran four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And yeah, it sucks just like it sounds. <laughs> so on this episode, we kind of talk about the experience, uh, the lessons we learned about the challenge and about ourselves and if we'll ever do it again. So it's a lot of fun. I think you're going to love listening. So before we get started, if you like the sound of that, hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss any of our other great guests and content. And if you're enjoying the podcast, you know, give a review. Um, I appreciate the reviews that have been coming in. So by all means, let me know what you think of the show. And I hope you keep enjoying the episodes coming up. And this episode, like the others, are always sponsored by Lions Guide. And if you've been tuning in and getting value from the show, then do yourself a favor and go out to lionsguide.com and join our member community called The Pride. For no cost to you, it's free. You get access to all kinds of free exclusive content content to include yet to be released episodes of the podcast. I've got reading lists out there. We do live virtual training events. Uh, we host a private online group to engage with other growth-minded members and a whole lot more. So again, joining the Pride is free and I'm developing it all to help you break out of your rut and or break through to that next best version of yourself by establishing clarity, building your courage and being the true leader of your life. So check it out now. Go to lionsguide.com and join today. And now let's start the show. All right, guys. Well, hey, welcome back to another another episode of Lions Guy Podcast. And today, I've got a few of my most favorite inspirational, influential, some might say sexiest people in my circles, especially especially the, the lady we have on today, um, Frank Leo, Jeff Harris, and my beautiful wife for 22 years, Miss Jody Walls. And we all just finished the Goggins Challenge, 4x4x48, and uh, wanted to hop on here and just have some fun, talk about the experience. And I know it's a, it's actually gotten really popular. It seemed like this year there was a lot, a lot of synergy going around. So, guys, real quick, we'll go around the horn, and we'll start with you, Frank. Frank, since you're first up on the on the line, let's go uh, a little bit about who you are and what you do. Great. Uh, Frank Leo. Uh, I am an entrepreneur right now, so I have a cigar company that's one of them and a technology company. Uh, got introduced to this group, Jeff and, and you, Dale, and, and Jody, it's great to meet you. Uh, and, uh, you know, just an inspirational group of people that I've been connected with, and it's really helped me highlight some of the things that we're going to discuss today. So looking forward to jumping into it. Cool. Jody? I am Jody Walls, and as Dale said, I'm his wife of 22 years, and um, I actually have a coffee company called The Overcaffeinated Life, um, and I'm also a sole purpose coach under Spark Your Soul, which is part of the brand of The Overcaffeinated Life. Cool. Jeff? Well, yeah. Right now, I'm a chief revenue officer for a tech company in uh, in Dallas, uh, OMG, Order My Gear. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for many years, and uh, I actually uh, kind of been known as the kind of like the, the hired gun uh, for these senior executive roles. And I, I've been fortunate to do quite a lot of them. I've served as a consultant for many years and uh, 
outside of work, I, I like to run until I can't even suffer. And I don't know how far that is, um, but I'm always trying to find out. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah we're going to talk about what you did, which I almost co-signed. We'll get into it. I wasn't doing it. I, I wasn't doing it. But anyway, real quick, so for those of you guys who don't know, so we're going to talk about the uh, what I believe they call officially online the Goggins Challenge. I've always known as the four by four by forty eight. So David Goggins, uh, retired Navy SEAL. He's become a, a a bit of a popular, you know, I call him a mindset influencer because even though he does a ton of big endurance stuff, and he's certainly run big runs, hundred mile races, Moab, he's got some he's got some stuff on his belt. He was doing big ultra marathons like every weekend when he was a recruiter in the Navy, I believe I read in his book. He's got a book called Can't Hurt Me. If you haven't heard it, heard of it or uh, get out there and check it out if you're a reader. It's a really powerful book um, about, about a guy who's really just um, determined the depths of how far we can go and, and really just proving it. If, if you don't mind, it don't matter, man. And he, I, I personally, I don't know about you guys, but I, I listen to him on YouTube constantly. If I'm, if I'm heads down or working out, I go YouTube compilations, David Goggins, just let them rip, man. You know, he gets me going. So um, that said, Jeff, 4x4x48, why did you do it? Well, that is a great question. Uh, so this was my second is that, time. Is doing that one it. we ask ourselves many times? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I asked myself that uh, every four hours during it. Why? Why am I doing this? Um, yeah. So uh, last year was my first time doing it. Uh, I, I saw an invite from Frank and one of our other fr- uh, friends, uh, Joel Neeb, and um, I was like, "Wow, four by four by forty-eight. Never heard of this. Read about it." It's like, wow, this looks terrible. When are y'all doing it? And it turns out they're starting it within the next 24 hours. Uh, so I jumped on in, and to me, it was it was it was a it was a mental and physical challenge, more of a mental challenge probably. Uh, to getting up and running at 2 a.m. is uh, it's not my favorite thing, uh, but also it was for it was for a good cause. Uh, the four by four by 48. The idea is to choose a charity and to donate to you know to run for a particular charity. Uh, and um, Frank's was um, uh, St. Jude, uh, which was again this year. Uh, and to me, running it is just a, a personal test to better yourself. It's it's also a time to just reset. Once I get going to the 4 by 4 by 48 the first 12 miles are pretty straightforward. And then your body starts to starts to say, hey, what's going on here with the lack of sleep and, uh, you know, lack of ability to to recover. And so then it becomes a mental game and, uh, for, you know, and from there on until you get to, you know, we, when we're running, we look at, I look at it as rounds, you know, you're running 12 rounds of four miles each. And, um, to me, that part, it enables me kind of just let go of what's going on in the world and just focus on running the mile that I'm in. That's kind of my mantra. And it has to be when you're running that far. And, uh, and so to me, it's a, it's a time to just step, step away from the world and, I, I, I enjoyed that part um, yeah. immensely. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I didn't even mention four by four by 48, four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So you end up running 48 miles over that. And it's, it's like, like Jeff, like you're saying, Jeff, it's, it's, it's quite the mental test. Uh, Jody, how about you? This was, uh, why'd you end up doing it this year? Um, because I have a problem with you doing things and me thinking that I can't do them. So <laughs> Whenever he says he's going to do something, I'm always like, well, I can do that too. So that's my toxic trait is following him around and trying to do all the things that he does. Um, I tried it last year and I got about halfway through. And that 6 a.m. run, that second day, 
I told myself and I said it to Dale, what, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? Like I I was completely, uh, I hit the wall and I was like, yeah, I'm all done. I'll support you. And then this year I was like, no, I can do this. I'm going to do this. And so I just got my mind right and just said, I'm going to do it. And I actually felt so much better than I thought I would have. And I didn't really hit the, the bailout button like I had the year before. So it was a feat for me to get through to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Frank, how about you? What, how, how, what got you into it? Well, that, that's fantastic. And, and I'm glad you made it, Jody. And it, and it comes down to that, that mental mindset. So uh, as Jeff said, well, I guess if we're talking toxic traits, my toxic trait is daring people to do things I don't want to do until they do it. Right. So, you know, I had heard about this and I had read Goggins book and it's actually a great audio book read. Uh, and I listened to it during the four by four by 48. Um, and, you know, I came to the conclusion that, you know, the hardest thing you've done is the hardest thing you've done. And unless you're continually trying to do hard things and push yourself, everything seems difficult. Right. So I, I actively seek out things that are going to push the limits. And, you know, when I was talking to, to Joel Neeb about it, who connected Jeff and I this time last year, um, it was like, I think I'm going to do this. And he said, OK. And I'm like, shit. All right. I guess we're doing this. And then he added Jeff, which is just another level of another level of commitment. I'm sure we're going to get into that. But, you know, it started with it's a challenge physically. It's a challenge mentally. It's an opportunity to raise awareness. I'm a big supporter of St. Jude. So, you know, additional way to raise awareness for that and just see, you know, what are what am I made of? And, uh, you know, as you age, what, what are you made of? And this year came to, I made it last year, let's do it again, right? Let's see if if we can keep going and keep chopping it down another year later. Uh, and, you know, it, it worked out that the mental part is is really the challenge where I know I can run it. I ran it last year, but as Jeff said, and, and he's, he's not lucky enough to set the hours since I set them on the East Coast. Uh, <laughs> I set it where midnight and 4 a.m. sounds better than 10 and 2 a.m. Uh, you know, so, but those, those nighttime runs and we can get into the fun of it, uh, and my local, my local wildlife issue here, but, um, you know, setting the time of the runs and getting up and doing it, you know, when you know, you can do it, the mental part makes the physical much easier. So, uh, you know, I like the challenge of just pushing the body and, and pushing the mind. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is that, I mean, again, it's just, it, and I was kind of the same like this year in, in. It kind of looking back and, and probably next year with Jeff's influence, I'll probably try to level it up because I did it last year and this year was like, can I do it again? You know, what's going to be different? Um, but I'll say like for me this year, like last year when I ran it, there was ice on the ground. It was blowing. It was so freaking cold. My doggone beats would quit literally 20 minutes into the round. Like I had to look it up after, but I guess because of cold weather, like the static electricity, they'll shut off. So I'm like, I'm like 20 minutes into these rounds and they would go off just automatically because it was so freaking cold outside. So this year was kind of like nice weather and just for me, last year was like way more climatic than it was for this year. This year was like, check the box, did it again, no worries. Because I think you're right, Jeff, like once I did it once, like coming into this year was like, no doubt, like I knew I could do this again. So it was just a matter of doing it again. But Jeff, you you leveled it up. So what what so normally we're just running, but in in classic Jeff Harris style, you you add some added some bonuses to it. Sweeten the pot. Yeah, well, and, and it was just what you just said. I um, you know, last year when we ran this, 
for the final round, I decided to wear a 20 pound vest because why not try to inspire the guys. And, and also because my body was just completely wore out. I was wondering, can I do this? So I went to the track and busted it out. And actually my feet were kind of mangled after that from, uh, I've never run that distance before, uh, for a few days. So I did take a few days off from running, but I immediately thought, I just got to thinking, I was like, wow, I wonder it'd be like to run this whole thing with a 20 pound vest. I wonder if anybody's ever done that. And so coming back last week, um, before we ran this, I had actually just got back from a trip as I travel every week, uh, had a bad head cold and honestly did not feel like doing the four by four by 48. I didn't want to at all. I just wanted to sleep. Uh, and so I had verbally made a commitment here that I was going to run it with a vest. Uh, and so, uh, when I make those type of commitments, you know, it's like, I got to hold myself accountable. And so I, I ran the first four miles with a vest on and it was absolutely terrible. Um, I do a lot of training with a 20 pound vest. Uh, it's kind of like a love hate relationship. And I, I, I just told my wife, it's like, you know what, this is, this is, this is stupid. I'm not going to do this. Uh, and so, you know, the hours go by and, uh, I'm getting ready, getting stretching, get my shoes on for the, for the next run. I go outside and I come back and grab my vest. It's like, I'll, I'll try it again. It's like, I just got to eat my own dog food, you know, and just run the mile that I'm in. And, uh, once I ran the next four, um, just like, just, I flipped a switch and immediately I was just like, I'm running this whole thing. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. And so I started off running um, a lot slower pace. And here's a little tip. If you're going to run 48 miles with a vest on, make sure you have uh, invest in some glide uh, or some Vaseline to, to put all over your upper body because you're going to get rubbed raw. So that was a big thing that I was before each run getting up to stretch and, you know, do yoga and all this other stuff to get ready. Uh, but making sure that I had enough glide on uh, uh, so I wouldn't get rubbed raw. Um, but but yeah, that um, once I, once I got into it though, I just got stronger mentally and physically. And in in the 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 midnight runs or the the t- two a.m. runs are the most challenging for me, obviously uh, that that hour. And so I would choose to like run a slower pace. But by the time I finished the four by four by forty eight, I went because I typically when I go out and just jog, I'm typically running eight minute miles um, with a vest on. If I'm gonna do something like the Murph, you know, I'm gonna run really fast and it's, it's really challenging, but it's a Murph is short, you know, it's, you run two miles. Uh, and so it's like two, one mile sprints, uh, but running this, what I figured I, I took, uh, um, you know, some notes from a mutual friend of ours, uh, Chris Norris, who's an ultra ultra runner. And he always says, you know, it's like, just, just, um, just run slow and, uh, and, you know, just slow it down, slow is smooth. And so I started off just running around 11 minute miles, but by the time I finished, I was running eight minute miles with a vest on, mm. uh, mostly too, because I was like a horse seeing the barn. Like, I just want to get done with this thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be done. I want to take a nap and not be interrupted. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, it, it was one of the, uh, like what Frank was saying, you know, it's like just trying to push the limits and, once I got going through this, I figured I'll listen to my body. I'm not going to hurt myself. If there's something starts to break down, then I'm going to take this vest off. You know, I'm not going to do something ridiculous and put myself out of commission. Uh, cause I train two to three hours every day. Last Friday, I hit my 800 straight day of training, uh, because I had, had to take a little time off for a surgery, um, years ago. Uh, and, um, to me training every day, it's like building a chain. Uh, putting another link in the chain and a chain is always as strong as its weakest link. And so it takes a lot of discipline to build that habit. It just becomes like part of your routine. And so every day I consider it, I'm going to put another link in the chain. I'm not going to redline it every day, 
I mean, anybody out there who trains, you can't do that. You can't go all out. You got seasons. Um, but to me, if I were to miss a day, it becomes easy to miss another day and then another day. And next thing you know, it's like you fall off the wagon and you get out of shape. And uh, one of the, the easiest thing to do is once you're in shape is to stay in shape. Uh, cause once you get out of that, it's so hard to like climb that mountain again. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, one of the things that I've, I've, I'm always preaching and I've talked to you about this Dale, uh, with my personal battle with a rare disease is, you know, when you're enduring hard things, you got to let go of the end game and just focus on the process. And that one really tested me mentally because you don't want to, if you start looking out, it's like, oh, wow, I got 40 something more miles to go. Whoo. Well, we're in a vest. That's a beast. Uh, But just running the mile that you're in, it's like, all right, I'm just running this mile. And then boom, that mile goes. And then running this next mile. There we go. And that's it. Uh, And um, and to me, it became almost like a a meditation almost uh, because I couldn't focus on anything else. And I just became super mindful of the moment that I was in. And surprisingly, I wasn't sore the next day. Uh, Here's a little... Here's some of the the things I've learned having done this a few times is it's the active recovery between the runs. You're not going to get a whole lot of sleep, but it's making sure that you stretch. I stretch before and after uh, each run. And then I take a massage gun to my legs before and after each run uh, and uh, take an Epsom salt bath. I do it like every 12 miles, uh, just soak my legs and, and make sure that you're keeping taking care of your body nutrition wise. My thing is just staying hydrated. I don't really consume a whole lot of food. You know, it's just, just, it's just my diet, but making sure you stay hydrated. is absolutely crucial. Um, but yeah. Uh, and this year I didn't have to shovel snow between rounds like I did last year. So that was a plus. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, any of you guys, Frank or Jody, did, did any of you guys do anything to prepare for the run? Like getting ready for it? I don't, I know. I don't think, I think it was very last minute that I decided to do it with you. I don't think it was, um, there wasn't much prep there. Not for me. Mm -mm. I I will tell you the difference. Well, yeah. And you know, Jeff, Jeff snuck in the, after another four and another four, and then he kept sneaking it on. I think, you know, last year, and I, I learned some things year over year last year, I, I would say I trained for it. So, you know, there were days where I'd run three, four milers, right, just to make sure I was physically there. Um, on the flip side of that, I think it was a little cocky, Jeff, and you may remember this, where after each run, even the 4 a.m. ones, I'd come home and have a glass of scotch and a cigar just because. I remember right? that. Why not add to it? Now, I didn't realize how much that increased the level of difficulty. Uh, I, I skipped that portion of this year's program and swapped it out with push-ups, but – uh, yeah, that was uh, maybe that's not recommended uh, as far as tactics for preparation. Uh, the stretching and the ice baths are much better than a scotch and a cigar in between each of the runs, especially when you're <laughs> supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> was there was there anything from the first time, Frank? That aside from that, anything else that that you didn't do the first time, but you you tacked on this time to kind of the lessons learned wise. Uh, other lessons, I mean, the stretching was huge. I did not stretch enough last year, and I paid for it the day after, right? Um, or the week after, really. Uh, I went back through my run history. So similar to Jeff's thing, and we kind of bonded over this. My initial, you know, let's start doing things that are hard is I grew up swimming. I swam and played water polo in college. So I'm a, I'm a water mammal by trade. And, you know, a group of guys at work, 
a few years ago was like, let's see who can run a mile a day for the most days in a row, right? And so I clung to that. And it has been over 14 years since I've missed a day of running at least two miles a day. So the running part was hard, but your body gets used to it, right? And then it just becomes a mental block of it. And so kind of just building that habit, um, you know, the the running becomes the easy part. So this year I tacked on push-ups to it. So I would do 100 push-ups surrounding each run. So 50 before and 50 after, um, which is not like running with a vest, but it adds a a degree of difficulty to it, uh, or at least changes up your muscle. Your body doesn't know which muscles to be more, more mad at. Uh, I definitely did not stretch last year when I bailed out. I I did not do any type of regimented stretching, but this year I did. And I think that made a huge difference. Yeah, I think I did that last year. Um, Last year I did more ice baths than I did this year. I think probably because the before and after stretching, I was pretty good about that. But I, I think that's it, right, Jeff? Like we... That's stretching like Monday or the day after I, I feel fine. Like I'm not, you know, with all the stretching, you know, I, I noticed this uh, last year cause I was really, I was really regimented about the stretching last year. I knew it was like, you got to stretch for and after and, and be really disciplined about that. And I was, I was surprised last year and not, not so much this year, but I figured that's what it was is that I felt fine. I could have got up and ran again the next day. No big deal. Like it's surprising how fresh you kind of feel if you keep that stretch regimen up. You, you, you're so right. I felt, I felt great. I, I didn't run the next day. I, I went on a five mile walk with my wife and uh, I biked 40 miles uh, just to, like active recovery. I felt fine. Uh, I, I did to go to the chiropractor just because you get compressed when you run. I run a lot of miles. And so I go pretty much on a biweekly uh, regimen, um, either getting massage or, or going to the chiropractor. And, and my chiropractor noticed too. So, wow, you're really compressed. Like, well, I did just run 48 miles with a vest on. Wasn't probably the brightest thing in the world, but uh, uh, yeah. And, and I, you know, jumping on the foam roller and making sure that you, um, you know, I'm always using that for my back and my legs as, as well. And to me, the older I get, I'm going to be 48 in a few weeks. And that's another reason why I want to do this as well. I wanted to prove to myself that my future self, that you're, you're still capable of doing hard things. Uh, cause I don't know what the next hard thing is going to be, but you know, it'll, it'll top that for sure. Uh, and, and I'm training to, uh, I want to run my first hundred miler hopefully this year, which I've never done. Um, and you know, doing, doing that, it just, it showed me too, that my body can, you know, really stand up to taking, taking some, some pounding for sure. Uh, and yeah, I felt, I felt great. I did not train specifically for this at all. I was actually, when I got the text that I think it was your text saying, Hey, uh, one of you, Frank might've been you. Hey, the four by four by 48 is this coming up week. I was like, Oh my goodness. I just wanted to go skiing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, it turned out it it just, it was great. And here's, here's one of the lessons I've learned, you know, both years and, and when you're going out and doing endurance events is make sure you got the support of your significant other and your family and clarify the level of commitment it's going to take. Uh, cause I couldn't do these things without the, the support and encouragement of my wife. Um, her only request is that I, I stay in the, in the guest room so that I do not interrupt anybody's sleep. And so I do that. I, I come down, I stage all my clothes for the next couple of days. Um, you have, get all my hydration drinks ready. Um, uh, and, um, and that way I'm just kind of off of my own little planet. But that's one of the key things. Make sure you got support from the family. Yeah, I, I could. I have the same thing. It's sleep downstairs. Don't bother us. 
uh, but we'll take care of everything else, right? So that, you know, that support is critical, you know, and checking in, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? Are you going to die? Like, how long should you be gone for this run so I can make sure you're back? Uh, you know, that's that's important. Yeah, Joe, what was the hardest part for you? For me, I think was the treadmill. So I did all of my runs on the treadmill except for the last one. And so for me, I... I hear you talking about mindfulness and meditation during the run. I just wanted to ignore everything. I just, I watched a Netflix show every time I ran. I, but by the time I got to the last couple runs, I had to get off the treadmill because my knees, they, they had had enough. And so instead of going outside, I would run around. What's the square footage of the basement, Dale? So it's probably. You just ran the mat area. So I just, like, yeah. So I just ran the, around 15, the mat 15 by 18. Yeah. So we have the wrestling mats downstairs and I just, I, I had to get off the treadmill. My knees were, they just wouldn't do it anymore. So here I am downstairs in the basement running circles around this little square, you know, spot, but I knew I wanted to keep going, but I just couldn't keep going on that treadmill. So I feel like that was the hardest part for me was just the fact that I was doing the treadmill, but Dale and I were kind of switching off. So I would go a little bit earlier because I didn't want you did your treadmills 12 and four. So that way outside. Yeah. But so that we only have one treadmill. So we had to kind of piggyback off of that. So I think that definitely the treadmill was, was my biggest challenge. I can understand that. I I do a lot of treadmill running. We're, uh, we're big runners in our house. uh, And also the Peloton, we have a dual setup, two Pelotons, two treads. And so we can train together mostly because I, I, I would hog both of those machines. And then my, my wife would have to put it on the calendar to say, I'm actually going to ride the bike. And it's like, when Uh, she's like, yeah, that's just it. When are you not riding it? Uh, And, 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 but uh, yeah, going back to what you were saying, I have definitely um, watched a lot of Netflix during COVID uh, I live in Colorado, above 7,000 feet, and I don't mind running in the cold. It gets real extremely windy where we live. And so I'm kind of like a fair weather runner anymore. Um, you know, it's already difficult running at 7,000 feet and you got a headwind coming at you. It's not the most fun. Uh, so I've actually ran an ultra marathon on a treadmill during COVID because uh, why not? There was, hey, what are you going to do today? I'm like, I'm going to watch uh, the Olympics and run 31 miles. Like, why not? So <laughs> I, I get it. It can be, it can be extremely boring as well. Very boring. <laughs> yep. But it got me through. So I got through two seasons of Sweet Magnolia and then I was done. So <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Yeah. The nighttime runs for me, like, you know, I, I do them on a treadmill because we, we have like a, we live in like an older neighborhood. So I don't want to be like the guy running around the neighborhood with the black hoodie on, like, midnight and it was friday and saturday night so i just i have a thing about people texting and driving as it is so at nighttime and i just like just safety i was just like i'll just do this but i hate them like that the, the treadmill runs suck and uh and i, I noticed that quick like getting uh back outside after like and not joe like when you ran that one outside at the end did it did you feel more you know oh, it was like great. free free range like better on the legs felt like more fresh it was much, much better. Yeah. I felt like I could have, you know, would you, even would though you, it was the last if you were one. to do it again, would you do it outside? Um, yeah. I mean, I think I would, I, I wouldn't be a night outside runner for sure. I don't like to run in the dark by myself anyway. So I think that would probably be my only hold up would be the, the nighttime ones. But 
as long as it's not cold, because I'm not a cold weather person either. So I'm very fair weather with being outside. So I would try to do more outside if the weather allowed. So versus the- So what I'm hearing is Jody wants to be uncomfortable, but not that uncomfortable. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Because mind you, the, the, the support, um, I was also running this, but I was also taking care of the kids and I was also doing all that. So I'm just trying to make sure I could be as comfortable doing it as possible, but still do it. And I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and the seven-year-old now wants to do it with me. Right? Oh, that's well, he, doesn't, he doesn't really get it. He doesn't see the, the wake up in the middle of the night. He just sees me run a couple times during the day. Yeah, well, our uh, seven-year-old like, tried to come with us on the last yeah. one. He was yeah. standing in the front yard with his book bag, and he's like, I want to go. Can I go? No, no, you can't. We'll wait right there, and we'll be back. Well, I think he can ride his bike with me, and that's probably a good idea. But so I feel like with this night run, it's an appropriate time to share. And, and Jeff, I know you've been in a day. I don't know if you've been in the text string as long as uh, understanding my local nemesis. But uh, <laughs> about six months ago, I was out, I couldn't sleep and I got up at 4 a.m. and I went for a run. I did my normal four mile loop that I did the four by four by 48 on. And I was coming around, it was the month we were doing the burpee challenge. I'm like, I'm gonna run four and then do my hundred burpees or whatever, and then run another four because I got time and had a lot of my mind and I had to run. So I was out running and coming around the back end of my, my second loop and it was a full moon. And you know, when you run and it's a full moon, all you do, you look three feet in front of you, right? You just don't want to mm-hmm. trip, right? There's really not anything to see from a scenery perspective. I run the loop a thousand times. Um, just look three feet in front of you. And I see a shadow darting at me. So I duck, right? I have enough military training to know that fast moving shadows require ducking. And uh, <laughs> and it's, this thing buzzes over my head. And so I run up to like 100 feet in front of me. There's a bridge. And there's an owl standing there and he does this little number where he looks over his shoulder at me and glares at me. I'm like, wow, that was really weird. That owl had mistaken me for food. Um, But that wasn't the end of it because that owl proceeded to attack me four times on that run. And then another four times the following week, I was attacked a total of seven times by this owl. It got my hat. Luckily, I never sustained any real injury, but it's only because I had some, I mean, they're apex predators. They're absolutely silent, especially when you have earphones in and you don't, you don't see them coming. So I've taken to running anything, you know, I got a strobe light on my head. Apparently that distracts them, but we'll see. Um, You know, I got the headlamp, but all my nighttime runs now, I have to carry a tennis racket with me in the event (laughs) that there's another owl attack because I felt absolutely defenseless against an owl that was attempting to kill me. So that was, you can picture me running at 8 p.m. and at midnight and at 4 a.m. with a tennis racket around, you know, the neighborhood golf course. Is he like, uh, is he like, is he hitting you or just swooping at you? Oh, no, he he, he hits. Like, he got my hat with one of them. And, uh, yeah, there's, you know, if I look on next door, there's reports of, I mean, it, it's, this is a rogue owl. The owl is insane. Like he's well known and well documented. He's sent people to hospital for stitches and all this. So at Holy first I'm like, crap. maybe I gotta be between the nest and, and the mother or whatever, but it turns out it's just a you know, a vindictive owl that doesn't like athletes or something. I don't know. It's terrible. I remember that the the that text thread. Uh there was only a few of us on there and I did not realize or maybe I forgot that you ran with a tennis racket. That is Yeah, the tennis racket. I get a lot of queer 
I get a lot of queer looks and, you know, people, people like run by me, they kind of look, I'm like, it's for the owl. And they're like, what, what, that, that confuses them even more. It's like I'm going to play tennis with an owl or something. They're like, this guy's on drugs. Uh, but it's, it's required. That is wild. Yeah. So if Jody wasn't running at night before, she's definitely not running at night. Not now. a chance. Yeah. She flips out. We got an area, especially when the corn's up, she's like, you know, these bats are all flying around. You could see them. She's like, mm, mm, mm. And she's like whooping me back around, get me out of there quick. So the, uh, yeah. So back to the challenge. <laughs> does it, does, so does Frank get like a, does he get like a four by four by 48 finisher, like little asterisk, you know, with the, uh, not, not that he was using, um, performance enhancing drugs, but he was like, weaponized kind of yeah i was weaponized i wasn't wearing a vest but i was carrying a little bit extra weight yeah that's right that's right hey guys dale here and i wanted to take a quick break to invite you to join the launch of the lion's guy community called the pride you see whether it was at work dealing with the demands of the day or maintaining the demands of my life at home i always seemed to feel like my struggles were unique like somehow i was the only one struggling to find joy amidst all the weight that i felt i was carrying each day and you know, what I've come to realize is that we all have our struggles that we're up against, and it's pretty demanding. The only way to rise to those demands is to decide and make the change to adopt a growth mindset, to be what I call a high performer. And that's why I started Lion's Guide. I want to help you break through to the next level of you and your ability to not only meet, but exceed those demands on you. And in doing so, find your joy again. If you're a growth-minded individual ready to make a change, then I'm here for you. And this is how you get started. I invite you to visit lionsguide.com and sign up to join the Pride. The Pride is the Lions Guide community for growth-minded members like you. Once signed up, you'll get special access to all the free content and resources I'm putting out there. You'll also be invited to join my live online events where I host sessions on personal growth and high performance. You'll also be able to engage with other growth-minded members on our private online group. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast as a member, you'll get access not only to all the podcasts, but also the podcasts that have been yet to be released. So get access to all this and more. So break out of that rut, break into your next level, and join me on lionsguide.com, and let's grow together. Go to lionsguide.com and become a member of the Pride today. Now back to the show. Would you guys recommend this for people? Like, if, you know, if someone was asking you, like, should I do it? Like, what would you say? I mean, I'll, I'll take a shot at that because uh, you know, my my social circle during COVID was limited to the parents at the the drop off for for preschool. So uh, every single one, they're like, "What what are you doing? Why are you doing that? What is wrong with you?" Um, it, but I I couldn't recommend it more. Right. So it it is just challenge yourself. Like maybe you can only do half of them for a year, but it's it's more than you've done, and it helps you push you know, push yourself and understand what your limits are and, and where your breaking points are and what the self-talk turns into when you get to that point. And it'll help you understand to deal with everything else in your life. So uh, I'm a big fan of pushing yourself in whatever way. Maybe this isn't the exact right way for everybody to run, but there's something out there that, that you know, you have to advocate people pushing themselves for. And even totally those who, who want to push themselves, there are modifications for that where they can walk or they can, you know, do the cardio or at least something to push them. Because I feel like I have the same, you know, people around the, the moms and the, you know, just, they're like, what are you doing? Why, why would you do that? You know? So I got a lot of that. Um, so I think that if they were to try it, at least it's challenging themselves to do, you know, like you said, Frank, a portion of it just to see how far they can go. And, and maybe they, you know, they venture into a space in, within themselves that they didn't know was there. 
So it's just that challenge. I think that everyone should maybe try it. Because uh, our friend Dwayne Wagner, who was on the podcast, a uh, longtime business and best friend of, of mine, uh, Norma did it, right? She did it with his wife, did the uh, modified. She was doing like yes. just cardio each time, like on the Peloton. No, like she did three miles each every four hours. And then oh, okay. the last, yeah, so she did, she did run. Um, but the last one, I think she had gotten blisters. And so she did the Peloton. Um, just the bike for the last one, I think. Right. Yeah. I and mean, because most people don't do it, don't run four miles in a year, let alone, you know, so just doing anything for four hours for 48 hours is, how about you, Jeff? What would you say? I would definitely recommend it. And yeah, if you can't run, you know, walk, uh, do something modified uh, and uh, just to test yourself. I highly recommend it. You know, it, it, it's a test of, of persistence, of discipline. Uh, it's a test of patience, um, your fortitude, grit, resilience. And I walk away from challenges like this and I feel mentally stronger. And my whole, my whole philosophy about training is I train first and foremost for mental toughness and physical strength and endurance and stamina. It's a kind of a byproduct of, 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 everything that I do for training and running that with a vest. I don't recommend that if you uh, have never trained with a vest or run that far, because you could really hurt yourself. Uh, so, you know, small steps. And, uh, but to me, I just wanted to live in a world where that was possible. And now we do. And now there's people like you, Dale, there's, there's going to be other folks who are going to go do it. So uh, that it's great. And to me though, it was, it was to prove to myself that I could uh, I, I was mentally strong enough to, to endure this type of challenge. And I must say, since, since we finished that one, I've, I haven't felt this great in, in a long time and just kind of like at peace, you know, it's like, I kind of, there's a, there's a, where I work, we, we talk about, um, one of the, one of the icebreakers, you know, when I'm coming on board and going out and having some drinks is what's your spirit animal. Everybody has a spirit animal. And I actually know what mine is. It's a, uh, it's the incredible Hulk. Uh, I actually have, uh, actually have a Hulk sitting here on my, uh, my bookshelf. And people ask me why, and I'm like, because I'm the calmest person in the world until I'm not. And what I, the four by four by 48, I'm like super, super nerd when it comes to revenue and business and finance and all this stuff. Uh, you know, it's a, I, I'm definitely the Bruce Banner. Uh, but when I train, it allows me to kind of let, let the beast, you know, rage a, get a bit. And so that challenge for me was, it was mental. It helped me to bring my life back down to neutral. Uh, but also let me just work through so many issues because I've been just going nonstop, you know, for, for months with this new role and, uh, I've just been super calm again and I needed it. It was just kind of like a, you know, a reset button. I highly recommend, uh, uh, to just push yourself to do hard things. Um, it, it it's, it's a game changer. Yeah. That's, um, that's always been jujitsu for me. I used to, I mean, running the company for all those years doing jujitsu, I used to say like, I can't think about all the, everything that I've got on my shoulders at the office and coming up when I got a dude that outweighs me by 55 pounds, trying to pretend kill me, you know, like, and give me 90 minutes of that two days a week and we're good. And, and it's, but it's that. Cause I, I, and I, so I totally understand what you're saying because your brain is going primal survival mode, trying to get you 
through another four miles and you keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. So the, what you were saying earlier about the, just the, the meditativeness of it, that like you do truly just kind of in me, for me anyway, you just kind of get in this flow and it's just, just step, just step and just finish your loop and just keep stepping. And, and then it's done. I, I, I would say too, though, like the walk stuff to, to your point that you're saying earlier, like I couldn't walk it. I, cause I want it done. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I want it done. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things like you're saying, like, I, I want them done, especially when you get those later rounds, man, I just want to get them over with. I want to I, push yeah. myself, but you, but that's a discipline factor though, too. Cause like you said, you'll burn yourself out if, if you, so slow and steady, it is, it is a marathon. Yeah. And, and some of the things too, you know, going back to key learnings is um, in the middle of the night, I don't know about you three, but after I get up and run at 2 a.m., first of all, uh, you don't really, you don't have four hours between these mm-hmm. events because mm-hmm. you run, that takes a good 40 minutes. You got to stretch, recover, get a shower. And when I get up at 2 a.m. to do, I'm getting up at 1.30 so that I can get my body ready and and get, get my mindset right because you don't feel like running. And what did... Um, William James once said, um, I don't sing because I'm happy. I'm happy because I sing. In other words, we have to act our way into feeling. And so I don't feel like running right then. Uh, but I know once I, once I get my shoes on and I start going, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just going to change my state. And by the time I get done running, I actually feel pretty great and I'm wide awake. I would get a shower, I stretch. And so you got a good hour of being up and I don't know about you all. I can't just lay down and just boom, I'm right back asleep. And so I have to, I have to, I lay down and, and meditate. This is what I learned from the first one, because I would be up for a long time and I would meditate and calm my mind back down and just focus on my breathing. And I was able to fall asleep a lot faster uh, and then wake up a few hours later and, and do it again. And that was super, super helpful uh, just to get my brain to kind of shut down uh, and, and just get my body to relax. It was, it was really good. What was the, so, so did anyone have any, uh, we all talked about the recovery, like, was there any recovery issues or did we all come off this fresh just because of stretching this time around? Uh, I mean, I came up fresh. I ran four miles the next morning. So, Mm. I mean, I was back ready to go. Now I was slower than normal and it required (laughs) some stretching before and after that. But, um, you know, I will tell you, I went back through my runs because I track them all in an app. And last year after the after the four by four by 48, um, not only was I significantly slower for a week, but I was running like two miles, two and a half miles, just to kind of get my body limbered back up this, you know, recovery week, I was back on my normal pace of running, you know, four miles a day, um, without stop and without any major issues. So I'm going to, I'm going to attribute most of that to stretching and just the kind of my mindset, I shouldn't be tired, right? My mindset, I shouldn't be hurt. So it, it wasn't. Yeah, my feet yeah. definitely hurt for sure. Um, they were sore, but I did go run two miles on Monday after I got back from my training session. So I felt good. You know, it's just, you know, not sore really at all, except for my feet. Yeah. Last year, my feet was the only thing that, that hurt. They felt like they were had been crushed kind of in a vice a little bit. Uh, they weren't used to that type of so much, such a long distance. But now I, I've run so many long distances so often. Um, my feet felt fine. That was my biggest concern, especially wearing a vest, but I came off of it. I felt fine. Uh, just to be proactive in recovery though, I chose not to run the next day. I just, I just did, I, I did a long bike ride, uh, to just let my joints relax. And then I was running the next that, you know, right after that, 
uh, at the start of the week. And it actually felt like uh, I felt like Superman a bit after not after running after running so far with the vest, you take it off. And uh, and then I was plus I was down at sea level at Dallas uh, and I felt like Superman, quite honestly. <laughs> it it's was funny great. That you mentioned that the Hulk, because I have my my spirit animal here, too, is my Superwoman on my desk. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, no, I, I, I do recall now, like my feet didn't bother me this year. Um, am I the, do you, do any guys run with the five finger shoes? I run, I wouldn't run with those fibrams. So like the, you, do? you know, I'm talking about those five fingers. Yeah. 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 Um, I did that last year. Um, and, and I was worried about it, but, but for me, like, I feel like I've run with less injury just with them. You know, if I, if I'm in between shoes or breaking in new shoes or whatever, um, my calves go out on me, but ever since I've switched to the five fingers, you know, I don't have any like calf issues and things like that running. So I, I've been running with the five fingers for a while, but, um, yeah, it, last year my feet took a beating, but this year I totally fresh. I bet, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, last year my feet were, were mangled. It felt like, but you know, not this year. There's a good book on that. What is it? Is it born to run? Uh, it's all about barefoot running. Mm. Uh, I've, I've never, I've never done that. Uh, but I do my, my go-to shoe for distances is Hoka. I've, I've tried. So I, I like on shoes just to wear, uh, around every day. I used to run, run in them a lot, but only short distances. Like I'll do the Murph cause they're super light and I'm only running two miles, but any distance, I, uh, Hoka is my go-to. It's, it's like, it's like Cadillac. It's great. Smooth ride. Yeah. Sweet. The, uh, so Mur Jody and I did the Murph first time last year. <laughs> I have a vest, 20 pound vest. And, um, we were talking about it and I was in, like she said earlier, I told her what I was doing she's like, Oh, I'll do it with you. And I was like, well, I, I, I got the, I'll wear the vest. You don't have to do the vest thing or whatever. She's like, I'll just, I'll just, how much is it? 20 pounds. So I'll just, I'll just carry weights. I'm like, huh? So Worst she runs. Ever. <laughs> it was she, awful. <laughs> she's running, you know, through the neighborhood, like with 10 pounds on each side. I'm like, Oh my God. The, the neighbors were, the neighbors were trying to wave to me. They were like, you don't have to wave back. It's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the Murph looked, farmer's yeah. carry, uh, yeah, farmer yeah. carry Murph. That was torture. Yeah, that that's brutal. <laughs> we got through it. Yeah. So is everybody doing it again? Um, I'll do it again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll do it again. I'll have to figure out some some way to to up the ante. This year, I was going to. Uh, uh, try to bike after each round. And then when I did the first one with the vest, I'm like, yeah, I think the vest is good. I'm just going to do a hundred pushups before and after each run. I did it just like Frank, Frank and I have, have a challenge this year of doing 200 pushups a day. I think I'm, I think I'm past 15,000, uh, as of today or something like that. Um, uh, but it's, it's good to keep you in check. Now it's, it no longer takes discipline. It's just like a daily habit anymore. It's like get up and this is what I do to start my workout. Did, do you feel like mentally this time around that just your mind was just like, yep, this is it. And like compared to last time, right? So because so, was last year everyone's first year or was my first year? Was you guys first year? Yeah, my first year and uh, the 24 hour notice that I had, I was in kind of an anxiety mode. Like, yeah, can I even keep up with these guys? Can my body handle this? Am I going to be able to do it? Um, and yeah, this year I didn't think anything of it, uh, yeah. quite honest. I just knew I was going to, my only, my only thing where I was kind of vacillating was, do I wear the vest? Do I not wear the vest? And then after that second round, I was like, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. It's like, that's it. Yeah. I was a little anxious at first, but I just told myself that there, 
I, there was no other option. I was going to finish it. And, you know, I did. And, you know, it wasn't in the same, it was a different mental space than I was last year when I allowed myself just to, you know, bail out. So. Cause you, well, there, you did half of it last too. year. Half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, which is still it, it was 24. I mean, 24 miles in 12 hours is still, but you were saying Frank. Well, you know, I mean, there's something to just when you, when your mind makes up that this is, I'm not going to tolerate stopping, then you always find more, right? There's, there's more there when you're like, well, I need to figure out how to do it, not how to come up with an excuse to stop, right? That there's, there's some power to that to say, all right, well, I'm on, you know, round seven and it really sucks, but I have five more is different than how can I make five more, right? There's just something about the way the mind controls your body and that's one of the things that like you kind of have to learn for yourself like you can't teach that you have to learn that and everybody learns at a different rate so it's you know I, all right i have five more how, how am i going to get five more done uh not can i get five more done? exactly yeah and and i find one of the things that helps me is is i'll post it I, every round i try to post something uh, some kind of inspiring quote on social media and most of it really the intention is to hold me keep me accountable because it starts to draw a big following doing something like that. And so people are watching and then they're texting me, how's it going, man? How are you holding up? Uh, and, uh, and it just keeps me accountable, uh, to just get, you know, and, and seeing people engage and, you know, and, um, sending me positive messages. It, it helps to feed the good wolf inside, you know, and keeps me, keeps me, uh, keeps me going. Um, and that's another thing too, you know, between rounds, you know, during the day is, uh, you go going back to motivational videos, gosh, have a, have a list of them ready, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and cause you're going to need it going through something like that. Uh, I, I, I've watched a lot of them, especially when I'd be getting ready, uh, to go on a run. Uh, I have that plan on my phone so I could, you know, get, get my mind in the right place. Really, really helps. Yeah. They're key they're, they're, that, uh, one I sent to the group, I listened to that one every single time last year, this year I mixed it up. I think I listened to, uh, the, the second mountain a few like, for a few of the runs and some of the, so I mix it up this year. Again, this year for me, it was just kind of like, like I said, so, so kind of looking back on it, I definitely need to level it up like you did Jeff, because it it was this year kind of like, yeah, I've done this before, whatever. So it was just kind of mentally, it was like par for the course. Like I knew I was going to do it. I knew I could do it again. And I think that's it. And I think that's the, the big thing having done it is you, you can see what you can do. Like you can, it, it's it's just empowering, I guess, is a word that we haven't used yet, but we've thrown the, the superhero characters around. But it, it is empowering to kind of realize that, wow. Because when you look back on it, you go, man, I just ran four hour, four miles every four hours for 48 hours and I feel good. Like that's that's empowering, man. It's it's good shit. It, it really is. And uh, it, it I find it, it's amazing how much it actually inspired my family, even though I had done it before, uh, to where they're just cheering me on and just shocked by the time I'm finished. And then it's like, Hey, let's go do this now. Aren't you, aren't you tired? I'm like, I'm tired of running, uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to do something else now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeff, did you, you said you had a head cold. So I did too. And I'll tell you, man, that I could tell the immune system was down because it came with a vengeance by the end. Like, I think I crashed out for a solid 12 hours because like that sickness by the end of it, my body, it, it was just, it was full force and I just went down and I, and I felt still slept it off, got up, felt great. But, um, 
but man, I could feel in the end, just my immune system was just getting demolished. I did too. I did too. That night, I, I, the most important metric that I actually track in, in my life is my sleep quality. Uh, uh, and so to me, it's sleep is God's medicine. It's the ultimate miracle drug. Uh, and then it's nutrition and then training is kind of like the tip of the iceberg, the things that people see. And it's like, wow, you did that. It's like, that's such a small part of my life. Uh, but sleep, uh, my sleep quality, I, I slept about 10 hours at night. I think it was something like that, which felt great, but my body hadn't really recharged. And I was measuring my body, body battery on Garmin was at a five for that whole 48 hours. It's just, my body would not recharge. So talk about, you know, when you hit it, hit E, how far can you go? You can go pretty far because my mm -hmm. body was definitely on E. Uh, and then the next day, Sunday, uh, I went to bed at seven o'clock that night and I got up at like five the next day to, um, go, go train and stuff. And it was the best sleep. I had like a 95, 96 sleep quality and I felt born again. I felt amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really good. So yeah. And, and uh, yeah, coming off with, with that cold and I'm still kind of battling a little bit, uh, but that, that made it extra challenging. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 It was a, you know, like I said, I, I could just tell it, it was coming with a vengeance and it just my body, it just in such a weakened state. It just, it didn't have anything for it. I had to just go crash out. Yeah. I yeah. started with a little, uh, let's say not perfect physical form, but after a couple runs and after that first night of runs, you know, the second morning I was up and I it kind of, my body worked it through. So I, I kind of had the opposite where the runs actually took whatever it was that was trying to fight. It gave up, right? It didn't stand a chance. So, uh, you know, I kind of worked through it. But, yeah, there was something going around this year, I think. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about everyone would recommend it. We're recommended doing it. Highly recommend doing it. So if someone says, yeah, I'm going to do it, how do, I, how, do I, how do I get through it? What are, you, what's, what are you telling them? What's the advice that you're giving? Don't do I it all. Just hit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, Jeff had a great list when we started and he, he listed off here is one, get in the, uh, get your support network and make sure they're bought in and make sure they're, they're going to emotionally support you and all the other stuff that needs to take place. If it's childcare, or, you know, just making sure that, you know, you've got the clothes laid out or whatever, anything that, that you don't have to do during this time period is better. Um, you know, and mm -hmm. then it's, I would recommend training and then not smoking cigars and drinking scotch in between. <laughs> I think that's a, a big takeaway. That was definitely leveling up. Uh, I remember that. Um, yeah, my, no alcohol during the run uh, is, is really key, I think. I, I, I did halfway through. I had an uh, um, athletic brewery hazy IPA, which is a non-alcoholic beer, uh, and, and it, was, it was so refreshing. It was, it was wonderful. Um, and so I had that, I think Friday evening or something and, and it, it was great. Uh, but yeah, um, my recommendation is just like, you know, not to recap everything, but, uh, yeah, having your clothes laid out, support network and make sure you've done some training, uh, and, and make sure you know what, what kind of, what good shoes are going to, are going to add the most comfort to your feet. Uh, cause running that far in such a short amount of time, uh, your, your, your bones and your feet take a, can take a pounding. Uh, and so, uh, that is probably what's going to hurt the most, um, uh, from my experience. And so, yeah, just be careful of that. I'd go ahead. I'd throw on one other for anybody who's going to do it new is it's important to know what your body's telling you. It's also important to know what your body's trying to get out of by telling you certain things. Right. So, I mean, Jeff, you hit on it earlier is you don't want to push yourself beyond catastrophe, but 
you get to a point where it sucks and you need to understand, is this just suck or is this, am I in physical danger of, of doing some real, you know, causing some real injury? Um, and finding that that's part of what this challenge brings out is, you know, where, where's your body putting a limit on you and what can you go beyond and what shouldn't you go beyond? Uh, so understanding that is, is it's an outcome, but you should go in with a pretty good understanding. And I would say anyone who's starting it for the first time, just have grace for yourself. You know, if you have to walk, walk, you know, just if you're not quitting, you're, you're still moving, you're not quitting. And just kind of don't set the expectation, you know, if you, if it's, if you're trying it for the first time, then just, just have grace with yourself. So that's what I would Yeah. And, and, and I'd say your attitude, your mindset is such a big part of it. One of the things that I, I say every day is I get to run. And there was a time in my life, I had a severe back injury 20 years ago and I almost didn't, I didn't really, I didn't walk like a normal human being for a good year. I mean, it was all I could do to get out of bed. Uh, and I would kind of limp my way very slowly, you know, to my, to my car, drive to work. It's all I could do to get out of my car. And that was a year of my life. Uh, so to be able to go out and run and do the things I do now, you know, I'm very grateful that I get to do that because not everyone has a chance or the opportunity to do it. So yeah, I get the wake up call and, uh, and I, I have the health and fitness to be able to go out and do it. It's I'm grateful for it. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. So I would definitely do it again. So long as I can walk and, and run, uh, I'll be doing the four by four by 48. Uh, cause it comes down to, to me, it's a test of leadership is because to me, the hardest person you ever going to lead is yourself. I mean, that's the person we actually have true influence over. And, um, and so it was, it was just me. Can I lead myself, you know, through this in, in enduring event and what can I learn from it? So yeah, it'll, it'll change your, uh, it'll change your belief systems of what you can and can't do. And going back to what, what Frank was saying, we had a saying in the military, in the Marine Corps, you know, are you hurt or are you injured? And so the, you got to know the difference between that. If you're injured, you're, you're out, you're, you're, you're going to be out of it. Uh, so well, I was going to go back yeah. to that, right? Because to Frank's point, none of us are doctors. This isn't medical advice, yeah. but there's soreness and then there's pain. Like, you know, when you're injured, cause it's, it's a, it's a different type of pain. And I think like, this is, is a great time to push through the soreness. And in fact, like once you get going, it, it, it goes away. Your body's like, Oh, we're doing this again. Okay. Yep. Check. And you're going, but certainly if you're feeling like real sharp pain, like, like you said, like listen to watch what your body's telling you, but be cautious, cautious of what soreness is, you know, and, and know a lot of that's mental. You know, I used to run with a guy all the time and we had run like eight miles the week before and we were queued up. We were going to run 13. He wasn't a runner. He was running with me to kind of get shape. And, uh, and, that, and it was all mental because on the day we were running a 13, he had never run that far before. And, uh, and at mile five, he was flip, already flipping out. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Like already. And, and I said, hey, man, you ran longer than this, you know, the other week or last time we ran, whatever it was. It's been a few years. And, and then when we got up farther, I remember him saying something like, Hey, my whatever sore, whatever. And I was like, well, last time you ran 13 miles, did it feel like that? He was like, I don't know. I never ran this far before. I'm like, yeah, let's keep going. You know, it's just, you're, you're pushing new limits. Right. And, and again, it comes down to, is it just sore or is it real pain? And you'll, you should know the difference, I guess is the, 
you, you just don't want to let yourself off the hook. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And when it comes to running four miles, you know, that might seem, you know, like a, it might be a monumental challenge for somebody listening mm-hmm. to this right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, running and doing hard things. I always, my, my kind of mantra, my philosophy about training is no matter how hard you train, somebody's using your workout as a warm up. And I want to, I want to become that person a year from now to where whatever crazy workout I, you know, striving to do is just a warm up for the person I'm going to become. And living in Colorado, Olympic City, USA, uh, I'm proving all the time. My next door neighbor, uh, he, uh, he was one of the pace setters for the sub two hour marathon. He's from, mm-hmm. he's from Kenya and he, 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 uh, he trains here professionally. And so for him to go out and run, you know, four or five minute miles uh, for 10 miles is, is simple. Uh, and to me, I'm like, wow, okay, I can, I can run a five thirty for eight miles still at my age. And then I'm cast, I'm gassed out. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, um, you got to start somewhere, you know, and, and like the saying says, he says, there's, there's, there's like, I think it's a Japanese proverb. When's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the next best time today? It's like, just become the person that shows up and, and, and does hard things, um, day in and day out. Um, you don't have to do it every day, but just be that person that never misses a day of training. Uh, and that's kind of my mindset. Yeah. And it, and it's cumulative, right? So it's a five millimeter shift. You know, it's, it's add some pushups to it and then, you know, pushups are no longer a challenge and then add some, you know, pull-ups to it and then pull-ups are no longer a challenge and you, you'll, you won't recognize yourself once you keep adding those things on. It, it just compounds itself. And as Jeff said earlier, it's invigorating, it's mind clearing. It, it just, it, it helps with everything. Yeah. I, I, when I, I, I will never forget when I finished it the first time, I remember looking in the mirror or I was online, whatever. I was like this right here is a shit money can't buy. Like, you know, you go earn something like the four by four by 48. And it's just a awesome, awesome feeling to just, just feel that. And, and, and I think that's the point, right back to the, the whole Goggins thing. Like he, his thing is like, when you, when you're feeling like you're ready to quit, you're only at 40% of how far you can really go. And I think it's kind of what you guys are kind of rounding out with here is like, the more you just keep pushing your mind, it'll recognize that, yeah, we're, we're the most adaptive creatures on this freaking planet, right? Like it, our mind, like once it knows, like, no, this isn't bailout. We need to adapt to this, right? You know, it's kind of switches from like survival, like escape from this problem to, okay, this problem's here to stay. And we've got to do something. And that's that's what I learned with the 4 by 4 by 48 Like once you put start pushing through, your brain starts to go, okay, stop trying to run from it and start adapting. And it, like you said, it just keeps compounding for it. I love that. That's so true. I mean, that's, that's exactly what happened to me in that, that second round, you know, uh, it, it, yeah. it, my mindset turned to that. It was like, I'm, I'm running through this thing. Um, one way or not, it's like, I'm, I'm getting through, I'm going through this. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was, um, and that was the game changer. So it just took a little while for, I think my body to warm up to the idea that, uh, this guy's serious. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I don't know how your body doesn't already realize that, but uh, <laughs> right, yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, well, fellas, any uh, save rounds that we didn't hit on for this for this thing? No, is is we? I, I mean, I would encourage anybody to do it. We've got a, a good group of, of people, and you know, I think the other thing is the support network. I mean, I'm glad we did our little check in mental stability health check. Uh, you know, just over halfway through. 
Um, you know, if, if you're doing it, make sure you have other people that can motivate you because it gets, it gets dark. Those nighttime runs. I mean, there's four mm-hmm. terrible runs, uh, you know, along this thing. The daytime ones are fine. They hurt, but those nighttime runs are tough. So not, you know, having a, you know, battle buddy, right. We're all ex-military. So having a battle buddy with you can, can really make or break, uh, your willingness to complete. So I think that's critical. I agree. I agree. I, I, having done this twice now with, uh, amazing group, I don't know if I would go out and do it on my own. Uh, it, it would, it would add an extra level of, of difficulty, uh, an immense level. And so having, yeah, having, having a solid crew around you and during this thing and have some fun with it, you know, there, there's no shortage of sarcasm typically, uh, especially in the midnight hours, uh, that, that gets bounced around in our groups. And, and it's, uh, it's actually quite, it's, it's great because it's, it lifts your spirit up and you gotta be able to laugh whenever you're going through hard things. And, and that's one of the key things you can't take it all serious. You got to have some fun with it. Yeah. And as you say that, it, it just kind of dawned on me. Like as I was talking, like this round seemed so much easier and I, I kind of, like I said, just kind of did it for fun. And I think that's it. Cause last year I did it by myself, just kind of, Hey, I'm doing this and whatever. And so, yeah, that's probably what it is this time around. I was running with you guys. We were all checking in like, yeah, no, hundred percent. That's, that's, that's probably the biggest difference this year than last year was running it with you guys and, and, and chopping it up. And we, what we did have a halfway point where I, I was still running. Cause I, I took yeah. the, the later shift. Jody took the early shift and I, I was running talking to you guys. And that was, yeah. that, like I said, I think I said it a few times, like that, the best part about it this year, I'm like running with people. So yeah, I think you're, you're right about that. It was fun. So what are the, uh, what are some other challenges that both of you have on, on your uh, agendas this year? Yeah, this is where we wade out into murky water, isn't it? <laughs> I think I think I think there's bait on this hook, there, Frank. I think there's some bait on this hook. I heard a hundred miler earlier. I don't know about uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to talk us into that one. I want to run ultra this year. I, I think um, you know since I, I had hung the shoes up from running marathons just because it was such a grind. Like for me, you know, because even I haven't said this. Like last year when I ran the four by four by forty eight. Like I'm a prepared dude. I, I'm like I when I say I want to do something, I want to complete it. So last year I did have some leeway. So I ran like a, a set of twelve, and then the next weekend I ran a set of twenty four, and then I ran the four the forty eight. So I was kind of like testing myself as I went last year, just to be sure. I didn't want to like cold turkey it. So I and I had enough runway. So I did a twelve, and then I did a twenty four, and then I did the forty eight. This year I didn't. I just walk on and do it, but. Uh, messing with you guys. So here's the power of influence. Like now I'm kind of going back like, okay, here we are. You know, I've stopped running marathons because it was a four month ordeal to me. Cause I would like have this crazy regimen each week and weekend runs. And that's a time suck. It's a, it's a, it's a ton of time. And certainly running the company, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had that kind of time, but, but now I'm kind of like, okay, what's your excuse, right? You're, you're, mm-hmm. Why not? So, so definitely looking back at the ultra, trying to figure out like what's a good game plan, what's a good race, what's a good time um, to do that. So that that's that's on my radar for this year. Nice, nice. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to chat, Dale, about the Ragnar, which is a uh, it's um it's a relay, an ultra relay. Uh, so you go out and you run. You don't go run a whole ultra, but you run a loop out, out in uh, Snowmass. And, uh, it might be, you know, five to seven miles and then you get back, your teammate goes and runs another loop. And so you do that over the course of a weekend. Uh, so mm-hmm. we still need one more for our team. 
Um, but yeah, some of my goals this year is uh, running and biking 10,000 miles. I'm at 2,000 out uh, of the gate. I'm actually behind a mileage from all my travel in Dallas. Uh, now I have access to a new fitness facility there. So it's fantastic because uh, down there I just run at sea level. You got to run a long time. <laughs> it's uh, I, I do enjoy it because uh, I, I feel I feel like 20 years younger when I'm running down the elevation. Uh, but the, the humidity is, uh, that no one's, that's a beast on me. It looked like I just jumped into a pool after I, I run. Um, and then, uh, the other one that I want to do, one of my friends last year did a, um, kind of a training reset It's similar to the four by four by 48, but for 10 days, uh, it's five at five, five miles at 5. AM, five miles at 5. PM. And you do it for 10 days, uh, and just kind of a reset. And so, um, I'm waiting on the weather to get a little bit nicer and, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. I'm going to give that a shot. Uh, just to do a 10 day kind of, uh, uh run, um, run hundred miles. When are you doing uh, yeah. that? Uh, I don't, I don't have a date yet just cause the next few weeks were, uh, got a lot of travel, uh, back and forth to Dallas and then spring break with the fam. Uh, but I'll be in Phoenix next week. Just, we're just going somewhere warm where we can bring the dogs on a road trip. And, uh, um, my goal every time we're on vacation is, uh, I typically go out and run for a couple hours every morning and I just, I love it. Sleep in a little bit. Go for a nice run, no agenda, uh, listen to some books or nothing at all. And here's something about me. A lot of times when I run, I listen to the same song on repeat and I'll listen to it for 10, 15, 20 miles. Uh, wow. Part of being on the spectrum. So <laughs> it puts me <laughs> in this kind of like first state uh, where I can just think and, and I just have to have this com- continuous repetitive track. Going. It's almost like Chinese Whatever. water torture, man. Yeah, <laughs> not for everybody. Can't imagine listening to Mbop that many times, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's been that way my whole life. Um, it, it's interesting. So, yeah, uh, it, it enables me to like think and solve problems. So, you know, when I'm out running, and that's where a lot of the things that I, I write and post on social all comes to me when I'm running. Uh, just kind of like figure out the whole thing in my head, then I come back and write it all down. Yeah, I've been writing. Well, it sounds like just five by five by ten. Uh, you got some interest here. We can we can flesh that yeah. out. Well, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's well, I'll synchronize look at calendars. Yeah, yeah, I'll look at some dates because uh, I want to be able to make sure I can do it wherever whatever environment I'm in. Travel always adds to the mix. I'll be honest, running in uh, downtown Dallas is not my favorite thing. So I spend a lot of time on a treadmill. Uh, I'd rather yeah. run than stop at lights. Quite honestly, so. They got a they got a nice little greenway space down there in Dallas uh, that I've run before, but I don't know where you're staying. But there's there's some good spots. But yeah, you're about to get into the brutal season there. Yeah. So we're, yeah. so we're not doing that in July. Not in July. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be home in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. No. Cool. Well, hey, fellas, I appreciate it. It's a good, good chat. I freaking, uh, like I said, wanted to get on here and just chop it up with you guys about the four by four by 48. I agree. And I think get out there, challenge yourselves, give it a shot. Listen to some David Goggins. He'll tell you, he'll tell you what for and, and the why. And, and, and I would say he, he delivers, man. Like, like I, I've definitely learned the lessons that he's preached through this challenge for sure. You know, that, you know, your, your brain's just telling you to quit. And it's, it's wrong, you know, just keep pushing, yep. just show up, show up another set, another mile, just keep on, keep on going. hundred percent agree. Okay. So cool. Gents, been honored to have you guys on. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and we'll talk to you again real soon. Awesome. Right, thanks, thanks, Dale. Thanks, gents. Uh,